0: At the time, I was uh, vice president for operations at the college, so I had responsibility for the, the physical plant and the housekeeping, the construction projects, and food service. And that morning, I had stopped over to the housekeeping director's office, which is in the basement of Kettler. And uh, I had some uh, some things to discuss, and, and then on my way back to Crawford Hall, I passed through Kettler Rec, and came into the Oak Room and there were a group of students crowded around the TV that was in the Oak Room at that time and um, they had a news uh, channel on and it showed a plane crashing into the World Trade Center and um, I watched that briefly to see that there was a tragedy unfolding and uh, then went uh, back to my office in the basement of Crawford and called over to uh, the chapel. It was a Tuesday that year and chapel services uh, were about to get started. Um, it was uh, around 9, 9, 10, 9, 15, something like that. And I just wanted to make sure that uh, Dr. Kilwetter uh, was aware of it and maybe it was a special prayer concern that should be part of the service. So I spoke with his assistant, Mrs. Kales, and she put me through to Dr. Kilwetter right away. And he said that uh, he was aware of uh, what was uh, what was going on, but was looking for more details, just other than a plane crashed into the World Trade Center and, and so forth. So, um, so things went on at that time, uh, and then throughout the course of the morning, you know, there were various news reports. News was very sketchy at that time. Uh, we did find out there were uh, two planes that uh, were uh, flown into the World Trade Center towers. And uh, there were other planes that were hijacked as well. Uh, there was uh, the, the plane that crashed into the Pentagon, and then uh, the plane that crashed into the uh, uh, field in Pennsylvania. Uh, and there were reports of other planes that were hijacked too. And people just weren't sure what was going on. Uh, it was very extraordinary that all the all the planes. Uh, flying in the country at that point were grounded. Nothing like that had ever happened before. So sketchy reports continued to flow throughout the course of the morning. Uh, that afternoon um, at lunchtime, uh, I went for a jog, as was my uh, my custom frequently. And as I was uh, walking uh, past the, uh, the boiler plant in the PLC parking lot, it, at that time they were constructing the addition uh, for the chilled water facility. And the workers, uh, there had radios on. And one of the workers, uh, said to me that, uh, one of the towers had collapsed. And, and that was just unfathomable to me. It, it was, everything just was a shock, uh, one thing after another. And then, uh, that evening at home, uh, we were all watching, uh, the news reports, uh, my family and, uh, getting, uh, more of an understanding of, of what happened, uh, the degree of, of damage, and the uh, the desperate search for survivors at that point that, that may have been trapped in the building. Um, and then the, the tally of uh, how many firemen uh, were involved uh, in rescue efforts that, that uh, were lost that day. And just picture after picture of the towers collapsing Uh, the massive clouds of dust that came with uh, the collapse and and so forth. So um, that was that day. Uh, On campus, then, there was a uh, memorial service that was planned, I believe, for Friday of that week. So this happened on Tuesday. We had a memorial service in the chapel on on Friday, and I remember um, that I uh, uh, gave a prayer at that service. And there were other people that participated as well in uh, uh, just the sadness uh, that we had at that point and and the uncertainty of what was happening to our country uh, was a bit overwhelming, uh, not knowing what follow on uh, attacks uh, might might be planned or might happen and it really changed our lives from then on uh, just uh, uh, air travel, especially with the amount of security that was added. Uh, the screening processes and, and so forth that were added at that point. Um, about a year later, uh, on the anniversary, uh, first year anniversary of nine eleven, we had a uh, uh, a service as well, and I remember it was it was outside, and uh, people were lining the sidewalks around the quad at that point. And, and at the time, a little humorous, uh, the Rainbow Bridge was being reconstructed at that point. And uh, one of my roles, I had to go down to the workers who were using uh, saws to cut stone that were very noisy. And had to ask them to um, uh, suspend that work uh, for about a half an hour for the service so it wasn't interrupted. Uh, but those those were my recollections of um, 9-11. The only thing that I do recall is, um, at, at that time, uh, American flags were springing up everywhere. Uh, people were uh, putting huge flag decals on their cars, uh, at their homes, and so forth. And one of the things we did on campus is we got a very large flag um, and put it on the side of the Pew Fine Arts uh, Memorial Room that faced Main Street. And um, trying to think. I, I don't recall the, the size of the flag. It was maybe 16 feet by by 12 feet or something like that. But it was very large. And I remember our uh, food service director at that time with uh, Bon Appetit, Mr. Ralph Murrah, uh, expressed to me the concern that, that, you know, is that making the, the college a target? And that uh, the college might already be uh, a target because of its conservative views and position and um, and, and so on. So uh, I, I just found it hard to believe that, you know, even though um, we're well-known, we're still a small school, relatively speaking, uh, student count-wise and so forth, in a, in a rural area in Pennsylvania. It, it was hard for me to, to, to think that we would be a target for some uh, uh, potential terrorist act.